Welcome to the Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose of fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Say all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for my teaching, my correction, for my rebuking, for my training in righteousness, so that I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The phone rang at the emergency center. The operator said, what is your emergency, please? A young mother with resolve in her voice said, there are some guys trying to break into my house. I'm alone with my baby. Please send somebody in a hurry. But I have a question. She said, I have a shotgun and a pistol. If he comes into my house, is it okay to shoot him? After being told you got to do what you got to do, the teenage mother shot and killed one man who entered her home with a 10-inch hunting knife. And the other man took off running. In an interview afterwards, She said, I didn't want to do it, but I had to protect my baby. She said, I went into the bedroom and got the 12-gauge shotgun, and then I went and got the pistol, and then I put a bottle in the baby's mouth and called 911. When the intruder came in, I pulled the trigger. See, it doesn't matter if you are alone or vulnerable when the enemy attacks you. If you have sufficient weaponry, You can defend, you can defeat, and you can cause the enemy to desert. The same principle applies when we talk about spiritual warfare. You may feel like you're not where you need to be spiritually. Or maybe you don't know the word of God like you desire to know the word of God. But if you have the weapons supplied by God, you can defeat the enemy every time he attacks. There's a scripture that says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Anybody know where that is? Second Corinthians what? Tenfold. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. The King James says they are not carnal. They are not natural. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, the weapon we fight with, the we are the believer, the we are the ones who are saved, the we are the ones who are committed to Christ, the we are the ones who have come under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world, but they have divine power. I want to look again at what that scripture mentions. Just look at the images and the words. He he talks about weapons, talks about fight. He says it's out of this world, it's spiritual. He talks about divine power. He talks about demolishing, stronghold. 
As we study the scriptures, we can discover divine weapons that will help us in the spiritual war that rages in us and around us. Now, you can be assured that you are in a war. You may not be at war, but you're in one. Some people are not at war because they don't recognize what's going on around them. But you're in war, and you have an enemy whose desire is to kill, to steal, and destroy. You may not recognize you're in a war, but you do recognize the fact that you are on a spiritual merry-go-round. And you cannot seem to make any progress. I asked a question here recently. Are you at the best spiritual place you've ever been in your life right now? And if the answer to that is no, the question is, how did you get where you are when you used to be in a better place? Let me say that one time. If you're not at the best place you've ever been spiritually, what happened? And why aren't you there? And are you satisfied with where you are? Boy, I got quiet on that one. Let me just keep going. But I want to talk to you about the weapons we fight with, since he said the weapons we fight with are not carnal. And I just want to mention a few, and then I'm going to focus on one. These weapons that we can discover in the scriptures are the weapons of fasting, the weapons of faith, the weapons of the fruit of the Spirit, love. Joy, peace, goodness. Those are the weapons that we fight with. The weapon of prayer. The weapon of the word of God. The weapons of the gifts of the Spirit. Just to name a few, not in any particular order of priority. But one of the most potent and effective weapons for the believer is the weapon of fasting. The biblical passage that talks about fasting in terms of its concept and effectiveness is the passage of Isaiah chapter 58. That passage gives us a list of warnings as well as positive results that can occur when we submit ourselves to the discipline of fasting. And I want to talk about that because as we go into a season of fasting, we have to remind ourselves if we have been fasting in the past, but uh, if you are not used to fasting or perhaps you just didn't fast the last time we asked the church to fast, we want to give you some information, some news you can use so that uh, you can understand we're not just going through a ritual. We're not going through a ritual. It's important to learn from this passage that there is a proper approach to fasting. And there are fasts that do not please God then they're the kind of fast that he desires. God was talking to his people in Isaiah's day about their results because they were fasting and they uh, did not have the results that they felt like they should have had from biblical fasting. And the reason is, God says, is that they ignored the way of proper fasting and how that should change their lives. And they were also treating it as an empty ritual. You know, you can do anything so often that after a while it just becomes a ritual. It has no meaning to it. But let's look at what the scripture tells us in Isaiah chapter 58 beginning at verse 3. Here's a rhetorical question. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we fasted, Lord, and you haven't seen it? 
And why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? And then here's the reply. Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. In other words, you're fasting, but you haven't changed anything. He could have said it this way if he was on the light of the world fast. You're fasting, but you're still watching all that television. You're fasting, but you're still spending half the day on Facebook. You're fasting, but you never will put your phone down. You're fasting, but you're not reading your Bible. You're fasting, but you're not praying. And you're asking why I haven't noticed? Because you continue to do what you've been doing even before you were fasting. That's not the kind of fast I'm looking for. He says you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. All your fastings end in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with the fist. You, so you still got an attitude. You're still angry. You're still hating. You're still fussing. You're still cussing. You're still doing all you want to. And you want to call that a fast? You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. He says it's not happening. You can't fast like you're fasting and have an expectation. Now, what's the implication of that? God is saying when you fast properly, you can expect that I'm going to hear you from on high. When you fast, I'm going to hear you. But if you're doing all of what you're doing and expect me to hear you, that's not happening. And then in verse 6, listen to what God says. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? And I've chosen one. He says, let me tell you what kind I've chosen. And the purpose of the fast, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. And when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then verse 8 he says your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And in this passage God is saying he has chosen a fast. Let me just point those out to you. If you want to know what that biblical fast, that purpose is, why you want to do the fasting and, what the, and, and the uh, results that you can be expected, number one, he says, you want to loosen the bonds of wickedness. Fasting help breaks the bond of wickedness. You got wickedness going on around you? Loosen the bonds of wickedness. Undo the heavy burdens to set the oppressed free, to break Every yoke that's abundant, something that ties you down. Give bread to the hungry. Release ministry and serving. Allow the people's light to break forth like the morning. Some of you been in the dark of night for months and you can't see the light of day. And he says fasting will bring the light. Your light will break forth like the dawn and begin to shine again in your life. He says it fasting can cause health to spring forth speedily. You got health issues. Long before the medical profession can uh, promote the benefits of fasting, God says, I can tell you fasting will help you in your health. It will help you in your health. It will cause your diabetes and your blood pressure to be adjusted. Especially when you've been eating all the kind of stuff that we've been eating. 
And then he said he would call the glory of the Lord to be there at rear guard. He's going to watch out. He's got your back. So instead of a 10-inch hunting knife, the enemy comes at us with wickedness, oppressions, burdens, yokes of bondages, sickness, disease, darkness, depression. He comes at us with that. And many of us are responding and suffering with that even as I speak. Those who are listening know that there's stuff going on in your life that you haven't been able to put your finger on. But if you look at this scripture, you will note that it is wickedness, oppression, burdens, bondages, addictions, habits. So a significant reason to fast is that it releases the people from the bondages of sin And that's what he said, is this not the kind of fast I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life has been enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering, how do I fast and why do I fast? And these messages are here to help with that. I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.